Happy Wednesday, hump day, game day, everybody. Scotty Borderline and Curtis Wilkerson here with the pod at the Palace, Natty State Studios here in uh, downtown Fayetteville. Scotty, I don't know about you, man. Like, I didn't even get my uh, my morning coffee in before I started getting ticked off on uh, on social media. Surprise, See, yeah, surprise. It's, it's easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Worst it, thing you can do. I mean, we all do it. We wake up and we check our phone. Like, that's the first thing yep. that we do, right? And go to Twitter. Um, yeah, it's probably pretty easy to get to get ticked off on Twitter right away. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, this has just been a really weird, weird year for Arkansas basketball. Yeah. I don't think it's gone the way anybody expected. Like, that includes the team. It includes us, the fans, us, everybody. Uh, but it's 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 just getting out of control, <laughs> you know, with – with some of the rumors and the craziness that's going on around out there. And it's, there's a difference, I think, in, you know, oh, is, is Eric Musselman going to take another job or, or other teams interested in him? Whatever. Like, that stuff happens. But some of the nonsense that's been going around about, you know, particular players and stuff, and we're not going to get into the details because it's, it's, a, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. Um, and anything out there, whether it's true or not, like, it's just nobody's business. Uh and so that's irritating, but to me, it's like, you know, and again, I get it, like, it's the loud minority, you know, who's kind of at it again with, with all this stuff, but if you want to talk out of pocket about the players and, and cite fake sources to bag up your claims, like, like whatever it happens, it's social media, that's kind of the nature of the beast, and I And you get can't it. really, you can't stop that from happening. Yeah. Like, people are, people are going to do it, whether everybody in the world wants them not to, they're still going to do it. Exactly. What I took... <laughs> exception with this morning though is like when you start tagging Eric Musselman's eighth grade daughter in some of this stuff some of this crazy stuff you've crossed a line Miss Danielle had to get on Twitter this morning and address it I saw that yeah it was before seven o'clock this morning yeah that that just shouldn't have to happen ever under any circumstance and people can miss me with the oh this happens in every fan base bullshit no it doesn't it just doesn't. I've been in other places, and everybody has their you know quacks on social media or whatever. But this kind of crap does not happen everywhere, and you got to have a little bit of decency. To me, like hiding behind a screen doesn't absolve you from being a, a piece of crap person. Leave the kids out of this. Like, who thought that it would be a good idea to tag Mariah Musselman in any of this stuff? It's absurd. It just shouldn't happen. It's and pretty, it's sick. It makes yeah. It, it's it really ticks me off. And like it I don't it doesn't help, I don't think, when there are there are a lot of folks out there who I don't think can recognize or really understand maybe the difference between like actual media outlets or, or people who are reporting things uh, versus just like a random person who has a razorback cannot tell pro- the difference. Yeah. Versus people who have like a just a razorback in their profile and it's like, oh, I must know what he's talking about. Yeah. And so that's some of it, but look, man, it's just a, it's just a terrible, terrible look all the way around, and it's just another example, sorry, of Arkansas fans not being able to get out of their own damn way sometimes. And like you've been hearing, you know, all like the rumors about you know Musk potentially leaving, whatever, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But like, you want to go ahead and push him out the door, like keep pissing off his wife and harassing his child, you idiots. Like, what are you doing? It just it drives me nuts, and people just think that. Because, you know, folks are in a spotlight or, you know, they're getting paid a bunch of money or whatever. Yeah, that uh, they, they should just it. be subject yeah. to everything. They're humans, too. Right. And especially yeah. when you start talking to the family, like, just 
Just yeah. don't do that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it the other day when, uh, you know, we were having the Devo conversation. You got to remember that the kid's human. and He's yes. not just a kid that puts a basketball uniform on two or three times a week. Like there is there is a Devo Davis separate from basketball. And I mean, Sam Pittman kind of said it last year, you know, when when the fan base and you know other fan bases were getting on him, too, like just because he makes a whole lot of money. You know, it doesn't make it right to, you know, slander, you know, his his build and, and right. all that stuff like that. It's just it's social media. It's going to happen. Um, and there's going to be a section of people. that's like cyberbullying doesn't exist. You can just log off. Um, don't be a don't be a piece of crap human being. Yeah, just, exactly. Like, you just, just not say be whatever an asshole. you want to somebody. And the thing is that like Twitter has allowed people to say whatever they want without repercussions. Yes. Because they don't have to. I mean, you've got every right to. um every freedom to to put whatever you want is your screen name and your profile picture and your bio and all that stuff and then you're set up to just say whatever in the world you want um it's it's sickening it really is yeah it it, it drives me nuts especially and- as as, a, as somebody that's got kids that are you know fifth and seventh grade um it would it would i would wake up with my hair on fire if somebody was was talking talking about my kids or yeah. talking to my kids in a in a certain way that can't that can't that's not gonna fly that that can't work right yeah and you know like get mad like call me soft or or whatever i don't really care uh talk reckless to me like i i I don't care about that like like, leave the kids out of it man like it's just a it's a common decency thing it's a line that shouldn't be crossed and and again like some of it comes with the territory and some of it is is unavoidable um leave the kids out of it and just try just try to keep it to the game, the job, the team, right? Like, why do we have to get in everybody's business? Yeah. Uh, you know, rumor mill stuff flying. It's just, uh, it's frustrating, you know, and, and the guys see that and it just doesn't, it doesn't help anything. 100% so I, they see it. They're as online as, as anybody. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, you might not you know? see them tweeting or liking stuff or, or whatever, but I mean, watch this. I can get on Twitter and just scroll. Oh, yeah. Not say anything, not like anything. It's not that hard, right? Um, people can people are more like they're allowed to do that just as much as they are to, you know, talk out of the side of their head crazy to people. Uh, but it's just it's just the day and age that we live in, and social media allows you to just say whatever you want and largely without repercussions. So, yeah, um, it's not surprising, but it is it's very very sad. Right, got to be better. Yeah, it is irritating. I mean, I was I was glad to see on. Uh, you know, Miss Danielle's po- uh, post that essentially everyone, for the most part, was very much like, "Sorry, you guys are dealing with this. We love you, appreciate you, and everything." And you know, a lot of that goes without saying. And like I said at the top, like it, it is a it's a loud minority. I get for that, sure. but man, just <laughs> of of all the crap that's going on with this team, like, could we just not involve? The coach's wife and daughter, please. Can no we, kidding. We just like the ba- the actual basketball has just become so secondary, and that's that. I really, I don't like that. I hate at that. All. Well, like that, we've, that we've sucks got for Eric, us. We've got yeah. the Eric discussion, Devo discussion, TB discussion. Um, by the way, Arkansas plays at seven thirty tonight. Exactly. And like nobody, nobody's even nobody cares. And it, it, I mean, I guess well, yeah, it's like understandable. Take, take a look at our ticker, <laughs> and like we're talking about everything and then the game, because yeah. that's just where we're at right now with interest. Yeah, and which, I mean, I understand you know, it, that not yeah. many people care about the game, because it's two teams that are, <laughs> you know, toward the bottom, like they're fighting to play out of Wednesday Night Sadness right now. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I could not be more ready for, for tip-off, just so we can 
hopefully forget about some of this crap for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, great segue for us to get into the next topic here. But, you know, I think for the most part, I, I do think, you know, Danielle is addressing just some of the some of the crazy crap that's out there about the players and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, th- you know, there's also been a lot out there about Muss. Um, obviously, like, we're not naive to the rumblings that are out there. Like, we've seen the tweets. Um, I know that I, I think I speak for both of us when like I'm not I'm not crazy about talking about another man's job while he has it. Yeah. Uh, this situation is different because like his job's not in jeopardy. Like anybody sure. who thinks Muss is about to get fired because they're having a bad year, yeah, like, that's, that's not the case. <laughs> if anybody's saying that, that just adds to the wildness of what we were just talking about. Exactly. But like there is, you know, there's a lot of factors there that kind of make you ri- raise your eyebrow. And we, we talked about him, you know, especially on John's show, like. Um, he's kind of been due for an extension and a raise, and that buyout drops dangerously low uh, yes. at the end of this season. Um, you know, and, and so you start seeing those things, and then you just you look at look at the history. You know, like Muss, um, hell of a coach. He's a Rolling Stone man. Like he's been all yeah. over the place. And uh, I don't know, like when is the last time that he's been at a particular place for more than five years? Um, I think it was the '90s, like when he was with. Was it Florida Beach Dog in the Rapid City, Rapid City Thrillers? Is that, is yeah, that the yeah. team name? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think like the it CBA was like or 90, whatever. 91 to 97. Right. Um, it's as long as he's been in, in, you know, one place. Exactly. And so I think, you know, it, it, it goes without saying, but I think we both appreciate Musk. Like, he's been really good to us yeah. uh, from a media standpoint. Um, have a good relationship with Musk. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the dude could, could retire in Fayetteville but yeah, we would love like yeah, obviously dude, like would be that. awesome. Like would love to not have to chase change the dynamics of you know kind of what we do around basketball and yeah, I mean he's been good to us. I'll go back to um after Arkansas season ended, uh his first season here ended with COVID, um mid SEC tournament a couple of days afterwards Zoom phenomenon starts mm-hmm. and get on there and ask him a question like hey, what do you what do you think you learned about yourself as a coach this year? And he didn't really have an answer in, in the moment. Ask another question. Zoom ends. About 30 minutes after um, the Zoom ends, I get a text from a number that I don't have. And he's like, hey, it, it said, hey, good job stumping me on that question. I'll try to get back to you. And so it's like <laughs> I didn't like I was a dumb 25, 26 year old kid sure. at that point and did, probably didn't deserve to have the head coach's phone number. Um, <laughs> but he was I mean, he, that's him. He's He's great with us. Like he reaches out. He's reached out like when uh, the adoption finalized for our kids reached out. Birthdays in the past reached out. Sports Writer of the Year Award reached. He reached out. Um, and I've reached out to him just you know every so often. Um, great relationship, and I would love to not have to do all that over again. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you know, just the the whole um, if a new staff comes in, having to you know build relationships again. That's it's it's a it's a part of the job. It's a tough part of the job, and you know, Eric's made it pretty easy for us the last yeah. few years. Yeah, I think, you know, he's obviously a, an animated guy and, you know, wears his emotions on his sleeve and everything like that. But he's, uh, yeah, like, I mean, he's been good to us. I think to, you know, my first year on the beat was right after they shut everything down with COVID, but it was the year where, like, everything was still weird because of COVID. Like, sure. all the pressers were on Zoom. Like, there was never really any face-to-face. It, it was just kind of, it was different. And I felt really kind of disconnected from everything because you like you just didn't have that as much human interaction um but I just remember you know the next year 
where, like, for example, he went and had the shoulder surgery, right? And, and that happened, and I just remember texting him and just being like, hey, you know, best wishes, speedy recovery, whatever. And he texts me right back from the hospital, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm 12 <laughs> pages deep into LSU sets, so, you know. And he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. And I always Not thought that was awesome. Not surprising that was his response. Yeah, but he, like, I, he appreciates, I think, the job that we do. And, you know, I remember um, they just had a, an impromptu presser that got – uh, set up right when I was going on my bachelor party uh, down in Florida, and I was I was pissed because like I, I like to be on all those things, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, dang man, that sucks. And then I'm getting texts, you know, like while I'm down in Florida and the pressure's going on, and it's like, hey, like must ask you know where you're at or whatever. And then one of the staff members is like, hey, like I, I think he's gonna give you like he's gonna give you a call or whatever. And I'm like, what is he giving me a call for? And so suddenly he has like all these recommendations for where I'm at, like where to go eat, where oh, to go hang that. out. Cause it's like, oh dude, I coached down there for I think it was probably the Florida Beach Dogs yeah, or whatever. Probably so. And so that's cool, man. Like I, yeah. I I don't know that you get that with everybody. So That's very true. That's, that did that did not happen with the, the previous <laughs> regime. Yeah. So like I think that's our like our long winded way of saying like we like must like we're not trying to push the dude out of here, of but not. like we're not we're not naive to to the rumblings that are out there. And I don't know, Scotty, like where are you at with all this right now? Because like we've heard these things every year. Like it was, it's it's been Arizona, it's been Texas, it's been uh, Maryland at one point. You know, like it, it, the stuff floats out there every year. But does it feel a little bit different to you this time? I mean, I think it feels different now just because of the situation that it feels like Arkansas's basketball program. Like, I guess this yeah. team and you throw in twenty twenty three outside of a couple of tournament wins wasn't that wasn't that great. And you right. know, since SEC play started in twenty two twenty three, I guess it was the night of the Liberty Bowl. Like Arkansas's an under five hundred basketball program mm -hmm. since then, and so it's they've hit some they've hit some big time bumps in the road. You know, over time with a couple of different teams now. Um, you have the, the younger kids where you're just like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that they're, you know, having hiccups and, you know, they're kind of tripping over themselves a little bit, yeah. uh, trying to find themselves and grow up. But then you go get a, an older group of guys and still like big time, it feels like big time chemistry issues um, and they just can't, they can't get, it doesn't seem like they've grasped the message and ran with it. Um, so I imagine that's it's a little frustrating. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm buying into it a, a, at least a little bit. Um, I know you're you're as connected as anybody on this beat, and you've had the the group chat on fire lately. <laughs> and so I'm I'm just I'm really interested in 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 what your your take is on this because I would, I mean, if you're if you're looking for for quality info, like Curtis is a, is the man to go to. Well, th thanks for that. <laughs> uh, no pressure here, but no, you know, it's uh, I, I've been hearing things, you know, the the past few weeks and. Honestly, I've kind of I've kind of chalked it up to like whatever, like the same as, as the past. But it, I mean, it has the carousel is the carousel. The carousel is the carousel, and that's why I tweeted a picture of the carousel yeah. and said this this is part of the game, folks. Um, but listen, I, I've spent a lot of time checking in with just different sources, you know, national folks that I trust that are that are connected, um, you know, people that that I know are connected on Musk's side of things, people that I know are connected with the money side of things here. Um, and then some folks that I know, um, you know, that are, that are maybe connected at some of the other schools that are in question here. Yeah. Um, what I will say is like this, this very much has my full attention this time. Like I'm taking it seriously. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, Oh, it's, it's done. Muss is out of here. It's a wrap. 
but like not making it, any proclamations, but it's like, hey, hey, like you know, pay attention to like don't sure. just don't just blow it off. Um, you shouldn't because there's there's smoke, and I do think it leads to fire here. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what you know what happens and and what what kind of plays out. Like, I would say keep a very close eye on Louisville. Because that's going to be, I think, the first domino that will probably fall in this in this coaching thing, the coaching carousel this yep. offseason. Um, and that's going to set the tone for everything. And I know that, you know, they're gathering funds and everything right now. To, they got to buy out Kenny Payne. Um, they got to get a new coach. But they're also going to, I think, really go all in and kind of recommit the funds there to, to get in Louisville, that program, back to where sure. it needs to be. And so from that standpoint, like – Eric Musselman's non-existent buyout is attractive, sure. you know, because like you got to come up with a bunch of money. So if you don't have to pay a school a lot to get their coach, that's that's enticing. I would imagine you know? Louisville's about sick and tired of playing like distant, distant, distant second fiddle to Kentucky right about now. Exactly. Too. That's like exactly that, that right. robbery is non-competitive at the moment. Yeah. And that's that's not what Louisville wants. I mean, that's a basketball hungry state. Right. And Louisville sees its rival thriving. Cal's got, you know, maybe the most talented group in the country. And then Louisville's just, you know, sitting at one and nine in the league. Right. And, and that's that's not a spot they want to be in. They want to upgrade, I'm sure. They want to upgrade, they want to turn around, and they want to turn around quick. Yeah. So how do you do that? You do it in the portal. And so they want to they want to have somebody who can really recruit that thing. And so listen, um, do a lot of those things point to Muss as being a, a super attractive candidate there and one that makes a lot of sense? You betcha. Right. Does that mean he's going there for sure? No, it doesn't. Uh, but keep your eye on it, man. And even if he doesn't, let's say they they take somebody else. Let's say it's Jerome Tang or Chris Beard or Dusty May or whoever. Like once that domino falls, it, it there's just a trickle down effect. That's why they call it the domino effect because it not, I, starts knocking I, the other I ones. I think over. how it works is when one coach leaves the job that he's in to take another job, that job that he just left comes open. Exactly. I think, I think that's how it works. So exactly. So you know. Just just keep an eye on it and understand. I think this is the important thing here for people, and, and then we'll move on to, to some actual basketball. I can't wait. Uh, understand, like, this is about these these leaks coming out, right? So these things happen for a reason, you know, like they're strategic. And I, I think it's important to, like, don't have a checkerboard view of a game of 3D chess, right? So, like, these things come directly from coaches' camps sometimes, these leaks, or sometimes they come yeah. from – the schools that are involved. Sometimes it's legit. Sometimes it's angling for a raise and extension. Sometimes it's smoke screens to like keep you off the scent of what's really going on. Must does that in the portal all the time. Like they they will legitimately on purpose like send out smoke towards a particular player to keep other schools oh, dude, off the absolutely. track of who they're recruiting. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to follow them in the portal. So like these things happen. Um and and also like if if you saw the coaching changes tweet or whatever, like if you're pissed at hearing Muss's camp might be reaching out to other schools or whatever, uh, don't be. Like if his agent wasn't doing that, then he should be fired. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's that's part of the game, man. And just like I've heard that Arkansas has put out feelers to a couple coaches who would be on the short list if there was an opening. It's business, baby. Like that's all part of the game, folks. If they weren't yeah. doing that, it'd be a disservice to the program and the school and the fan base. Like this is just the way it works. So like that yeah. stuff is going to get out there, but understand it, it, it usually comes out when it comes out for a reason yeah. and it's strategic. And that's just, it's just part of the way it is. So like, I wouldn't live and die off every single rumor. 
But should you pay attention to it in this case with Musk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you Arkansas should. fans are going to live and die with every rumor, though. That's just I'm, I'm trying that, to I'm trying to help the, them out that's here. That's the thing I'm most sure about. I feel like I've spent 20 minutes starting this pod trying to trying to reason with the unreasonable. <laughs> I admire you for doing it, brother. I don't know if it's going to hit though. Uh, oh, but I, I remember one at one point, um, just going to your point about you know, even the AD doing his job in a, in a situation mm-hmm. like this. Um, Hunter Yurichek a while back, I think he was talking about non-conference football scheduling. Yeah. And I think he said something about, like, if you're not, you know, four or five years into the future scheduling games, then you're, like, way behind. Yeah. And I think the same could be said for a situation like this where, you know, maybe you catch wind of, of something happening or potentially happening or some rumors or whatever. And then you've, you know, if you're not, if you just kind of sit on it, don't do anything, you could get left in the dust on this big time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, potentially it could set your program back. Right. And, you know, the momentum that, um, the momentum of the, the last few years, it could just go, you know, for not, yeah. you know, if you're not active. Sure. And my final thought on it is, you know, if must stays, I think that's great for Arkansas because yep, I think agree. He is one of the few who is insane enough to handle the insanity. Yeah, that is the the passion of Arkansas's fan base. Like it's a good marriage, um, because there's just an equal amount of intensity. Yeah, and man. Energy. When it's when the basketball is good, it's so great. Oh man, it's great. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like, you know, just being around him. You know, in those celebratory moments in the NCAA tournament, there's literally nothing like it, dude. Right. Um, oh, it's great, man! And the the atmosphere is crazy. And like even when they went to San Francisco, Arkansas fans were were nuts. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just it's a match made in heaven. But when it's when it's bad, all you got to do is hop on Twitter and see how bad. Exactly, that's exactly right. And it's it's been as bad as it ever has been here. Like I listen, I put out a video not too long ago, like "Welcome to Rock Bottom" of the Muslim era. It's yeah. true, we're here, uh, but I don't think that it's just going to be a you know a bottomed out program like. This dude is too competitive for this to repeat itself again uh, next year. So, like, I, I think it will or would get better. Um, on the flip side, if he does leave, and I know it's weird because, like, not too many times a coach at Arkansas, like, leaves by his own choice. Yeah, so it would be a lot. It would be weird. It would be different. Um, but he would be leaving the program in a hell of a lot better spot than he took it when he got the job and Arkansas is back and it's always been a, an attractive job, but he is kind of, I think reminded everyone of, of, of like what the program is capable of when it's rolling. Um, there'll be no shortage of awesome candidates. If an opening were to come this off season next, whenever I I think Arkansas is in a good spot because of what he's done, whether he stays or whether he leaves. Yeah. I mean, it would be obviously very attractive for, um, for coaches, and I imagine, you know, with the stuff, the rumors going around right now, I would imagine that, you know, coaches surely catch wind of that a little bit, yeah. maybe start putting out their own feelers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it would be an enticing deal history-wise in two ways, like, you know, just overall program tradition and history and then recent. Like, you know mm-hmm. that you can do it in this portal era, um, in the NIL era, um, which is – running rampant it's where we're at you know man. <laughs> so um eric's proven that you know you can win doing those things and um arkansas has got some resources you oh know? yeah so um yeah it would be very enticing for a lot of folks you interested in talking some ball now i mean that would be 
That would be pretty cool, actually. Before we do, though, just just real quick, I think we need to call to attention like what is going on behind you, because okay. we have um, an update. We don't have to go too far into detail because we talked about all these guys on Monday. Yep. But just letting everybody know, like the Natty State Sports Transfer Portal Big Board has been updated with some of the extra names yeah, here. I mean, we're up to what we got here, everybody. like five, so got, eleven names. We've got Chris. We've got Chris Moore, um, West Memphis stand up. I said he's built like an Avenger. He is, I just, man. I mean, he's yeah. he's uh, he's well put together, consistent energy. We talked about that a lot the other day. In state kid, I think a lot of people would appreciate it. Um, you know, if if he if he if he did become available, which obviously nobody <laughs> is on this board is available at the moment, um, but I think you keep a close eye on him if he portals. Um, Anderson Garcia, we love that kid. The prototype, yeah. Um, long, long, long. Um, that he's just you talked about him a lot the other day. He's just he's a rebounding machine. He's a guy that's you know low maintenance. Had a double double against Arkansas, like the quiet, really quiet double double. Mm-hmm. Um, as quiet as you can be, grabbing twelve boards. Um, Will Richard, I say he's built like an SEC tailback. I love that kid a lot. Thirty five percent, you know, three point shooter in his career. Um, and then your guy, Chad Baker Mazzara, I said he's bilingual, might be slighting him there. He might be able to speak about a dozen different languages. Who knows? He's that um, kind of guy. Yeah, man. he's from the yeah. Dominican, right? I think so. So, yeah, he's an interesting cat. Um, <laughs> not short on energy whatsoever. Almost a 38% three-point shooter this year, so you like that too. Also very long, 16 points against Arkansas. That steal rate is in the 96th percentile. You like that because Arkansas can't generate any kind of steals this year. Um, so I think that's that's something that you know you might look for in the portal, uh, and then Silas Demery, tall point guard, six five. Uh, what is he like a buck ninety or buck seventy somewhere somewhere in that range? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't light it up against Arkansas. Eight points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, two steals. Just did a you know a little bit of everything. Don't you want your point guard to do that? Oh yeah. Um, and then at Kentucky, you know Georgia put up ninety wow. plus points at Kentucky. He had twenty two in that game. There you go. Um, played well against a really really talented team. And then I got his top 10 in the SEC in true shooting percentage, free throw rate, and fouls drawn per 40 minutes. Uh, all of those are boxes that I'm sure, um, you know, when you, you get these player profiles and the coaching staff's going through it, those are boxes they're going to check. Exactly. Yeah, and so, again, like none of these guys are available uh, yet, but if they are, they would have our attention. Here's what I'm hoping for, though, is like I hope that – you know, maybe other fan bases catch wind of this and start putting us on blast. <laughs> but then the moment one of these guys goes in the portal, like I'm going to just unload eyeball the eyeball emojis. emojis Absolutely. I cannot wait. And if Arkansas lands any of these guys, I, the content's going to be unbelievable. Like, you know, yeah. and um, I will be sending, you know, cash app, Venmo, whatever to Muss or whoever the hell is in charge of the program. I'm just saying, <laughs> Hey, we're just we're just doing our part to help the program yeah, here. I mean, people I feel like would only listen to this pod if we talked ball only for or what what we've been seeing on the floor, they'd only tune in for not very long, I would imagine. And it's it's one of those deals too where we're we're not we're not not covering this team still. Like we've got a four point play up on the website mm-hmm. at nattystatesports.com right now. Me and Curtis split that up. We're we're looking into the Missouri game. Like we're looking for um, keys that could help Arkansas get its first road win and snap its second SEC three-game losing streak. Oh yeah! So we're still very much covering the team. Definitely. Um, but I think it's you know it's always fun to look into the future because I feel Arkansas's fans' favorite phrases. You know, there's always next year. So 
potentially this could be next year. <laughs> so pay attention, maybe. That's exactly right, man. And we are going to talk about uh, some of these things with the with the Missouri game this evening. But before we do, I uh, want to tell you guys about our friends over at Alumni Hall. Uh, listen, man, if, if you're heading to Columbia tonight and you need some Razorback gear, you're getting ready to do some traveling or you're getting ready for baseball season, which is coming up quick, uh, you got to get over and check out Alumni Hall. It's the ultimate Razorback shopping destination. Uh, all kinds of apparel, man, accessories, hats, Yetis, gifts, you name it, and they have it. All the cool brands, man, Nike, Columbia, Cutter & Buck, Johnny O, Peter Millar, Southern Tide, Tommy Bahama, the list goes on and on and on. They've got everything for the for the entire family, man. You, the wife, the kiddos, uh, the doggos, whatever you're looking for. Alumni Hall has it. And and if I understand correctly, uh, you found some interesting things that are Alumni Hall that I didn't know about. Yeah. If you're familiar with Hog Tunes on Twitter, the oh, guy yeah. behind that account's name is Gary Thomas. Awesome. Um, he's, awesome. Work. He's done some caricatures. So my wife, um, for Christmas one year, got me a caricature of of myself, um, Gary did it. It's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, he tags a bunch of people in every, you know, cartoon he makes before every game, uh, football, basketball, and baseball, too. Uh, Gary's got some T-shirts in Alumni Hall. Oh. Like, I think it's basketball. Uh, there's a cartoonized uh, Razorback running on grass. I think there's some Arkansas soccer stuff in there, too, if I'm okay. not mistaken. So, um, yeah, if you like what Gary does, go support his work. Yeah, it's at, it's at Alumni Hall in Fayetteville. Yeah, that's big time. I got to go over there and check that out. He does just awesome work. It's really cool. I did a story on him back during COVID when we were mm -hmm. just like, what are we going to do for content? And yeah. this guy's, he's, he's been, he's been great. And he's, if you look, so there's a, you look in every one of his cartoons, there's going to be a star in there somewhere. Okay. With, and yeah. a lot of times it's attached to the shoelaces. If the character that he draws is, um, has shoes on and that's a, it's a nod to his wife, Dixie. Oh, so wow. it's just a little, little nugget there. But, yeah, Gary does great work. Go support everything that he does. I think he's going to be signing autographs or signing caricatures and cartoons and all that kind of stuff a few times uh, during baseball season at Baum, too. So go see him then. Cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Get over there and check that out. It's Alumni Hall. It's 3417 North College Avenue in Fayetteville. You can also shop online. Go to nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. That's nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. Uh, Scotty, let's let's talk a little bit of hoops. Arkansas at Missouri tonight. It is uh, well, not that interesting of a game, but it is an opportunity for the Hogs. Uh, I think first of all, we want to know who the heck is going to be out there on the floor. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk to Mus before before the game. That's becoming kind of a common theme before these midweeks, especially when they travel. So we kind of had to rely on uh, and you when know, they struggle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to rely on Sassy's barbecue propaganda radio and our own uh, social media research so um yeah like during the radio show it was alluded to a couple times but like listen Devo's name was not mentioned a single time um I, I don't expect him to be with the team tonight you know against yeah. Missouri but listen like I don't I wouldn't rule anything out after that I mean it's a it's a fluid situation um I would be borderline stunned if, if he was there tonight but like beyond oh, I would, that I we'll be, see that would be very stunned if he was there tonight yeah. yeah um i'm sure you know we'll ask Mus about it and, and see if there's any updates he probably won't provide us any but but you just never know um and and so again we don't have to go too deep into it but like we you know we wish devo well hope he's doing all right and um you know i i don't know if he's gonna <laughs> play anymore or not but i i would certainly like to see him back if uh if that was something that was in the cards so for sure yeah i mean we were talking yesterday 
um, and just about the TV situation, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't close to playing Saturday. Sunday, Eric says, you know, you're not going to wake up and just be like, oh, I feel great. My, my knee's not sore anymore. Monday, sat on his radio show that TB didn't practice that day. Tuesday's a travel day. Um, so Arkansas is in Columbia, Missouri, and Trevor Brazil is there. So he posted on his Instagram last night a picture from a courtside seat, um, and he just said, I like the black seats, which also made me think about how much more aesthetically pleasing it's going to be to watch a game on TV so at Missouri much than, you know, having that almost look like a yellow floor with yellow seats in Puke the background. Yellow. Yeah. yeah, the seats are black now, so it's going to be a little bit easier to watch. The basketball might not be, but uh, <laughs> you'll, be able to see, you'll be able to see things better and not, not worry if you're the color on your TV's off. Yeah, for sure. And and who knows like if there was some gamesmanship involved with you know with, with some of the things Musk said, um if he's if he's speaking truth and TV didn't practice on Monday, um even with if he's with the team, like I'd be surprised, albeit pleasantly, if he played tonight, but yeah. I, who knows? I I just don't think we'll know until uh Yeah. I mean, know, we might, might not time. find out until, you know, Eric might say something on the pregame show with with Chuck, so yeah, that might that might be our. We'll best be listening bet to, to that for yeah. sure, um, and you know that's the other thing about these road games. Like we'll be doing the uh, the live stream here at United States Sports. So mm-hmm. um, hey, obviously watch the game, but uh, if if you want to riff it with us, then then jump on the stream, and you know we're gonna be we'll have our set of jokes, uh, but we're also gonna break this stuff down. Like and if you have questions, the best thing about it, I think, is the chat. You know, and, yeah. People have questions about what's going on or what we think or or just off the wall stuff. Like throw it in there, and, and we like to have that dialogue. It's people, pretty cool. People get on John a lot. I feel like like every day on his show. Like, is this a is this a show that doesn't respond yeah. to comments? And it gets chat no more interactive than what we're doing. Tonight. I was like, yeah. I feel like last Wednesday it was it was wild. It's like yeah, we didn't want to watch the game anymore, so we just got in the chat actually. Exactly. Yeah, and so I, I'm looking forward to that. That's a good time. Um, I don't know how much I'm looking forward to the number of Mizzou fans that are probably going to be in there in the chat. Oh, they'll be there. Um, especially because of, we know how they feel about John, and uh, they've been all over my mentions lately. <laughs> uh, anytime I tweet anything about TB, it's probably not personal to me. It's probably with him. Yeah. But uh, You just cover him now, so you catch Trace, too. Yeah, just don't. Let's, Mizzou, just don't lose to him, okay? Just don't yeah. lose to him, right? Um I love Dennis Gates. I think he's a great coach. Uh, my background, just for the record, is I, I lived in St. Louis for like 15 years. My dad's a big Mizzou fan. Um, been to a lot of games there or whatever. I never really had an issue with them until I got here. Uh, but, man, they're loud. They are. Maybe it's another loud minority situation again. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, don't lose to those guys, man. I can't handle it. Here's the deal. The optimism I had after that Kentucky game on Saturday – uh, it's it's dissipated for me. I got to be honest. Like, there's just so much going on with this team right now. So much uncertainty. Like, I just don't feel good about them going on the road and suddenly having a great performance. Let me preface that though by saying I'm picking Arkansas to win this game. Are like, you really? I will never pick Arkansas to lose to Missouri in basketball, Scotty. I just won't do it. But here's the flip side of it. I will never pick Arkansas to beat Missouri in football like that's the compromise I've made with myself (laughs) beat them in hoops you're not going to beat them in football like that's just where I'm at whether I believe it's going to happen or not that's going to be my pick but but I am I feel like more concerned than I should be about you know Arkansas going and playing an 0-7 SEC team Uh, but I just 
kind of have a feeling that, I don't know, like Missouri might be more well-equipped to uh, exploit Arkansas's weaknesses than Arkansas is equipped to exploit theirs. And and I can explain that, but I've been talking too much, so I want to see what you think about this game. No, you're good. Like, I just I hopped on Saracen, and I see that the spread has jumped to minus 6.5. Really? Missouri minus 6.5. It, it opened at 4.5, right? It's moving. It's really moving. Yeah. Um, I would take Arkansas plus six and a half. I take that. I don't necessarily think that Arkansas is going to win because they haven't. I mean, they haven't even been competitive on the road. Like the most competitive that they've been on the road is when they got out to a small early lead against Florida, and then Florida flipped that game on its head and got up twenty-seven to nine. Correct. So, and to your what was to that, your what point. was that number about <laughs> Arkansas's? Uh, they played what one hundred and twenty road minutes so far, and they've played for how much? How many minutes? Um, well, one minute and 37 not even seconds. Two, it's not even minutes. It's 97 just seconds minute. out of 120 minutes. Lord have mercy. Arkansas has held a lead. And that's and that moment that you talked about, that early lead against Florida, is all they've had. They've, they've lost by double digits in all three road games by an average of, of 19.6 points per game. Um, and they're 2-11 they're on the road dating back to the start of SEC play last year at LSU. They beat South Carolina and Kentucky in those back-to-back games. That's it. That's it. Haven't won a road game since. Yeah. Um, that was one of the more interesting things, like when Eric first got here. It's like nobody that had watched Arkansas basketball closely or covered it was used to seeing Arkansas win more than like a game or two on the road per year. And then Eric in year one goes to Georgia Tech and Indiana, right, and wins yeah. games. And so it's kind of he, – he's like – not his own fault. Like he's just doing set his, the he's bar just too doing high, his freaking dude. job. <laughs> yeah, he set the bar pretty high. It's like, hey, you're gonna, you mean you're you're telling me you're gonna field teams or floor teams that compete on the road? I could get with that, um, but that's, it seems like it's been a struggle. Yeah, um, you know the last you know 2023 as a whole, and then this year they're not off to a good start either. No, um, so I don't even I don't know. I think they can. Com- I think they'll compete. I'm not ready to pick them to win yet. Yeah. Now, yeah. If they go, if they go to Missouri tonight and have an Ole Miss or Florida type performance, they just get their doors blown off. The conversation is going to get real tough here. Um, yeah. I, I I do expect them to go play a competitive game. If they don't, boy oh boy, um, it's, it's just like it's the in a nutshell the state of where Arkansas basketball is right now. That you're almost a seven point road dog to a team that hasn't won in the league yet, and they've lost right. they've lost, lost seven in a row. Lost what? Five home games. Five yeah, they're six, six home and games five at year. home. Five home games. That includes this year a loss to Jackson, to Jackson State. State. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think to your point um, that you've written about and that you've spoken about, like if if Arkansas is going to win a game on the road this year, they don't have a better opportunity than tonight. I mean, it, yeah. If it's going to happen, this is your best shot at it. Uh, you also point out that it's the in SEC play, it's the worst offense versus the worst defense. Arkansas being the worst offense, obviously. <laughs> Uh, Missouri being the worst defense. Shout out to Arkansas for not being the worst defense in the league, though. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Making making progress it doesn't here. Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> what worries me, though, about this, Scotty, is like the one thing that Missouri is good at defensively scares the crap out of me because they get out in passing lanes and they pressure you mm-hmm. and they're a high steals team and they'll they'll trap you, they'll press you, they'll get into a zone, they'll trap you out of that. They just throw a bunch of different coverages out there and create a little bit of chaos and force turnovers, and Arkansas doesn't have a point guard. Yeah. And so that really scares me. And so, like, one of the things I wrote about in the four-point play is I wonder if this is a Keon Minifield game 
because I do I like look at that. Missouri and like Keon's got to be able to guard somebody, and that's what's kept him off the floor lately. Um, I don't know if he can guard Sean East or not. Sean East is a good player, but what I do know is from a size perspective, he's a skinny dude. So you got that going for you. Yeah. I don't know if he can guard Nick Honor because Nick Honor is kind of a bowling ball. Yes. But I know he's a little guy, and maybe but that quickness can Keon impact Keon Minifield's him. got some height on him, though. Right. And so, like, I guess what I'm saying is, that, like, if, if Minifield can't guard Missouri's guards, he can't guard anybody's. Yeah. So that's an opportunity for him there. But from an offensive standpoint, I think you got to have him because when you're getting trapped and pressed and there's mixed coverages and, and guys are, you know, trying to put you on your heels and forcing steals, you got to have somebody who can improvise dribble out of chaos and yep. and make plays and Minifield strikes me as the guy on the roster who can do that the best without turning it over a ton and he can create a little bit I think this is an important game for Minifield I know you got your guys on or your eyes on maybe somebody else in the backcourt too yeah I, I do to your point on Minifield I like him a lot he's a ball mover he is a ball mover and I, I do I do remember you know the Lipscomb game his first game I may have talked about this before just this big brain in the moment thought I had, but he moved the ball, you know, around the perimeter as crisp as anybody. Um, didn't really stick in his hands, which you kind of like. He can dribble the air out of the ball at times, obviously, but mm. um, crisp passes, pretty decisive. Whether it's a good good decision or not, he does make fairly quick decisions. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking at – I think, again, another point to you, Dennis Gates probably recognizes Arkansas's point guard struggles too. And so I wouldn't be surprised if you know they change up our, they change up their defensive look like every every few possessions. Oh yeah, just to keep them guessing, not let them get you know kind of settle in. Right. Um, Arkansas hasn't played well on the road. You throw you know you go in knowing that, and then you throw you know throw some wrinkles at them, maybe to get them to uh, maybe get that that slow that slow offense to slow down even more. Right. Well, um, it almost seems like an, yeah, and like they're going to have to have guys who. Um, can be can play settled and with poise, but they're also yeah. going to have to have guys who can kind of go off script and and create some offense. Sure, yeah, and that man, you're so good at this. You teed me up for the Caleb Battle talk. Um, I'll always tee you up for Caleb Battle, man. <laughs> KB has not been lighting it up lately. Like the efficiency the last two games has not been there. Like mm -hmm. I think it was what two for nine against Ole Miss, and was like maybe something like three for ten against Kentucky. Um, so the efficiency leaves a lot to be desired, obviously. But getting to the free throw line, I like the three point attempts. You know, he's he's been getting up. Um, he's he's in double, he's been in double figures in back to back games for the first time since early December. Can he build on that? I think Arkansas can go into a game understanding that Tremont Marks probably going to score might be your leading score. Yeah, odds are he's going to be your leading score. But I think Caleb Battle getting going. Um, his offense has just been anemic, and KB's probably you have to. I mean, you have to rank offensive guys that you trust to just go get you something. It's T Mark, and for me, it's Caleb Battle. Yeah. like he can just put his head down and get to the rim. He's not getting a great whistle. Um, again, just don't get discouraged by that. Keep, you know, keep attacking, and I think officials will respect that. I but yeah, so. I think he's. I think he's a really big key. Also, Eric gave him some props the other day for defending about against, that against Kentucky. <laughs> Things you love to hear, <laughs> right? Like a block, a steal, and then I had him unofficially gave up two buckets on six shots defended. And Not, some damn good guards. So yeah, against some good guard play. Uh, so I, I like Caleb. Hopefully, he's in the starting lineup again. I think that's lifted his confidence a little bit more. Yeah, I like that. Um, confidence can. Whose still... idea was that? Did we? 
I don't know. I know you had a hashtag. Interesting. Um, uh, maybe went viral or should have gone viral. You know. Um, I think you, I think maybe you know if if KB just sits down and defends. I think that he can stay on the floor even if his shot's not going. Yeah. Um, because he, I mean, he's got good size. He rebounds. And he rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, he'll stick his nose in there and rebound, see some of the, the jersey toughness come out. So I'm really looking looking for him tonight. The cool thing about this game for me is Missouri's, like, they're a small team. Like, for the most part across the board, they have, I mean, they have seven foot five Connor Vanover. We'll talk about that in just a second. But um, I think this will be a game where Arkansas can play a lot of four-guard lineups. Uh, under the assumption that Brazil's not playing, uh, who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, but regardless, I think you could see a lot of uh, Caleb Battle, Minifield, Tremont Mark sharing the floor with Blocker or name here. L. Ellis or whoever. Yeah. And it like you you hear that and you're like, man, that's pretty small. But it's really not against Missouri. No. Like it, it, you mean, match up fine size wise. Kentucky or Kentucky. Missouri's depth chart over the last five games, according to Ken Palm, goes five ten, six three, six five, six six. Yeah. One yeah. through four. Right. And then you got Van over. Go for it, man. So yeah, you could yeah. you could match Missouri's small ball, but you could still be bigger than their small ball. Right. So yeah, I like that. I I, could, I, I expect to see a lot of four guards. You're you're pretty smart. Your coach brain's working. Thanks. And then, and you know, and then like Missouri, they don't rebound very well because they're small. Yeah, they do um, not rebound well at all. Maybe Wor- worst offensive rebounding team in league play, and then they're 12th in defensive rebound percentage. Yeah. It's like Arkansas. Get on the glass, boys. If they, yeah, get on the glass like you did against Kentucky. Like that's the kind of aggression on the gra- glass we haven't seen all year. Right. And they out rebounded Kentucky. And so, you know, if, if they come with that same energy, that'd be awesome. Now, Am I skeptical that, you know, Makai Mitchell can put together back-to-back double-double or, or strong performances? Yeah, I am. Uh, but maybe that means, you know, if he doesn't and he, or he dips a little bit, you get more from Jalen Graham or you get more from Chandler Lawson. So uh, Arkansas is going to have an advantage there in the inside. Can they, can they exploit that? I don't know. But what I do hope, and you mentioned this when we were talking yesterday, um, can we please get a first possession – Set play and get a Jalen Graham on Connor yeah. Van over ISO. Yeah, I mean you know <laughs> like JG got his what his first start of the year maybe against uh, against Kentucky. I'm gonna first have to go second. back and look. He doesn't start very often. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I love that dude. Let me see. It was his second start of the season. Okay. He started against Auburn to open SEC play in That's Kentucky. Right. Um, I love the Jalen Graham matchup in the front court, especially when you you think about making Connor Vanover move his feet mm-hmm. if if Vanover starts. Um, JJ could probably spin around him and, you know, make a move on him of some sort. Like he's 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 really really talented offensive player. He is if, if you haven't heard. But you remember back in the day when Arkansas had Justin Smith on its roster, it was like you could you knew one thing every game going into it. Arkansas's first possession they're going to run that set where they pitch it around the perimeter for a while. Flex cut for Justin Smith. He gets to the left block, pitch it into him, let him go to work and see if he can't get off to a good start. Yeah. It would be good for Jalen Graham to get off to a good start. One, because Missouri's, like I just mentioned, worst defensive team in SEC play efficiency-wise. Um, and Jalen Graham is your second leading field goals made guy in league play. So I learned yesterday. He's made 18 <laughs> shots, uh, second only behind Tremont Mark, why not get that guy going, see if he can't have a day? Hear you. All right, let's go rapid fire through these Wednesday games real quick and then get out of here, Scotty. Uh, by the way, yesterday, 
So we both nailed Ole Miss holding serve at home. Although it was an awesome game against Mississippi it was State, a great game. I was dead ass wrong about <laughs> South Carolina, who went and Man, won we at Tennessee. Were, we were loud wrong about that one. I apologize. My formal apology is out to Lamont Paris and the Gamecocks. They're for real. I was wrong. They yeah. are. They are for real. That's a that's a that's a team it's right there. Awesome win. The, South Carolina's defense deserves a lot of credit because connect connect went crazy yeah but he had more points than the rest of his teammates combined so it's almost like eric's talked in the past like maybe you know we're, we're cool with this guy getting his but the complimentary pieces you know the guys around him that can score we got to hold those guys down south carolina did it and they got to connect scored top five road win connect scored 31 and the rest of the team scored 28 that's nuts man that's not, just crazy not great whatever wednesday's games although i don't have the lines in front of me I think I remember them. Um, Alabama is at Georgia. I believe that was Alabama, a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Georgia. Oh, man. Um, I like Georgia at home, but I think – like, I just uh, – not saying that that's my pick. I like how Georgia plays at home. Um, I'll, I'll probably take Alabama plus the points there. I'm like, I think it'll be a, a tight competitive game. Like those are two teams that can score. Um, so it might just might be a high scoring game comes down to, you know, who can get more defensive stops. Alabama, really good offensive team, not great defensively. Yeah. So I'd take Alabama plus the points, but Georgia wins. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Florida. I think I agree by the way, Alabama, um, for this one, um, I just they're just figuring it out. They do this. Like they have these non-conference games and you know they they get into like four or five losses in non-conference and you start to question them and they settle in in SEC play. They do it every year. Um they are I think more vulnerable than they have been in the past, but uh yeah, I think this is a game where maybe they knock down some free throws and, and get that cover at the end, but I think I actually said so Bama's five and a half on the road. Yeah. So I would take I'd take Georgia plus five and a half. I, I was just talking out of the side of my head. Oh, okay. I, I think I think I'll give I'll take Bama to cover that. All right. I think they will. But I think it's going to be one of those deals where they're shooting free throws at the end. Like maybe they win by eight or nine. Yeah. But it was closer than that kind of deal. Um, Florida is at Kentucky. Kentucky, uh, I believe, minus it was either five and a half or six and a half. Either way, I think Kentucky is going to cover this. I think they're going to cover it in a fairly big way. They already won at Florida. It was a very close game. But offensively, uh, Kentucky stunk last week at South Carolina and at Arkansas. They're back in Rupp. I kind of feel like they're just going to go nuts in this game. I think Vegas thinks that, too, because the total in points is over or under 171.5 points. Really? That is a lot of Yo, points, dude. That's a lot of points. Um, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know that, that they'll reach that, but it's very possible, though. I mean, I said that about – what was it? Kentucky, Georgia was one sixty-two and a half or something, and they ended up putting up two hundred one. Yeah, I think Kentucky's gonna have a big offensive night. Like, they, like that team is too gifted to stink offensively three games in a row. Right, and they're back at home. They might score sixty and a half. Yeah, I think I think we're on the same page there. Uh, Vanderbilt is at Auburn. I think we both know who's gonna win that game. The last check for me was last night, and Auburn was a nineteen and a half point favorite in that game. At home, um, that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. However, I think I'm taking Auburn. I think I am too. <laughs> I mean, they don't they don't mess around in the jungle, man. No, they don't, and they're probably good and pissed after losing two road games last week. Absolutely, two close road games. Uh, where are they at? at Alabama and then Mississippi State, I think. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, that's a tough road swing. That's tough, man. They're back home. Bruce Pearl is going to have them ready to roll. I, I think Auburn really takes care of business there. Although, credit to Vanderbilt for playing Tennessee really tough over the weekend. Yeah, no joke. Um, <clears throat> Vandy just – it. I don't know why. And maybe it's – is Tennessee-Vandy like an actual rivalry? Like I feel like Tennessee There's owns something it. Something to it. I feel like Tennessee owns it, but – Whenever Tennessee goes to Vandy, it's just it always turns. It seems like it always turns out to be you know a little bit of a sketchy game. Yeah, especially when Tennessee's you know ranked as high as they are. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I agree with that. Um, well, then we got Arkansas at Missouri. Uh, you you said that that has moved to Arkansas plus six and a half now. Is that where we're at? That is correct. Um, as of Wednesday morning. Um, well, I already already made my case earlier. So yeah. Give me Arkansas straight up, although my, my confidence level is not high in that, but I'm a you man of my word. with zero chest. I'm a, <laughs> there, there was none. It was bird chest right there. Um, I'm taking Arkansas plus six and a half. I don't think Arkansas will win the game. Just at, I, I'm just at the point where I, I don't feel good about picking them to win on the road. Um, show me, and it might it might happen. Um, I, just, I think it'll be tight. I mean, I think yeah. it might be. You know, similar similar type of finish to to last season. Controversial down to the last close. minute, close, yeah. yeah. And which is be a good game, potentially bad basketball though. Facts, yeah. So I'm very geared up for that. Yep. So if you want to vent about it, um, or you get to a media timeout and you're like, man, I got to see what other people are thinking, or you don't like what the announcers have to say. Hop on over and, and join us in the live stream. Nasty I might have sports, to do. Man. I might have to do a watch party bingo sheet. You should. I think I'm going to do that. We'll We've work got on time. that this afternoon. We got time. Yeah, we got. We got all the time in the world, tip man. Off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll do that. Cool. Well, I think we've done it, man. I think we're out of here. Uh, we'll get this thing in the feeds, and uh, well, we'll see what happens. Regardless, win or lose, um, Devo in Brazil or no Devo in Brazil, Eric Musselman or no Eric Musselman. Who knows at this point, but we're going to be back with another episode on Friday. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Hopefully uh, there's more basketball and less drama. That would be cool. But I'm behalf of Scotty Bordelon. It's Curtis Wilkerson with Natty State Sports, and we will see you guys soon. Thanks, as always, for tuning in.